0: A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Woe to the shepherds who mislead and scattered, scatter the flock of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, against the shepherds who shepherd my people. You have scattered my sheep and driven them away. You have not cared for them but I will take care to punish your evil deeds. I myself will gather the remnant of my flock from all the lands to which I have driven them and bring them back to their meadow. There they shall increase and multiply. I will appoint shepherds for them who will shepherd them so that they need no longer fear and tremble. And none shall be missing, says the Lord. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up a righteous shoot to David. As king he shall reign and govern wisely. He shall do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah shall be saved. Israel shall dwell in security. This is the name they give him the Lord, our justice. <laughs> St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off, have become near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, he who made both one, and broke down the dividing wall of enmity through his flesh, abolishing the law with its commandments and legal claims that he might create in himself one new person in place of the two, thus establishing peace, and might reconcile both with God in one body through the cross, putting that enmity to death by it. He came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near, for through him We both have access in one spirit to the Father.
1: Lexio Santi Evangelii Secundo Marco. the apostles gathered together with Jesus and reported all they had done and taught, he said to them, "'Come away by yourselves to a deserted place and rest awhile." while.' People were coming and going in great numbers, and they had no opportunity even to eat. So they went off in the boat by themselves to a deserted place. People saw them leaving, and many came to know about it. They hastened there on foot from all the towns and arrived at the place before them. When he disembarked and saw the crowd, the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. I just like to start by asking for your prayers. If you would pray for me that I could say something to you that will help you to take in the grace of this these beautiful mysteries that we celebrate, the word that we have heard in the context of this beautiful place where we gather. And I'll pray that you're able to hear what the Lord wants to say to you personally. And let's also ask for Our Lady's intercession. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The prophet Jeremiah, as we heard in the first reading, expresses the Lord's distress over the failure of shepherds to shepherd his people. He expresses the distress that his people have been left like we hear again still in the gospel like sheep without a shepherd. And we sometimes feel that in our own hearts as well. But we should take a step back and marvel and stand in awe and wonder that we should have ever had shepherds to begin with. What we learn from Jeremiah, and it's repeated by Jesus, and it's the principle that's lived out throughout salvation history, reconciled for us and made possible for us in Christ, who gives us access to the Father in the same spirit because of the reconciliation that he made through his blood shed on the cross, He made it possible for us human beings to mediate the Father's love. He made it possible for us human beings to mediate to each other the Father's love. He actually expects, because he empowers us to be able to be fathers and mothers, to children, to be shepherds. Why should we have ever expected that we could look into the face of a human being and see the face of the divine shepherd? Why should we have ever expected that we could look into the face of a human being and see the face of the Father? It's amazing what God has done made it possible for us. But of course, in doing that, he took a great risk because how many times have we failed to be the face of the Father? How many times have we failed to shepherd those entrusted to us? How many ways have we failed? I want to share a little bit personally with you from my own experience of having a dad who is a beautiful man and who is a sinner. Maybe you can identify with me. Probably all of you had a dad, have a dad, who is a sinner. I hope also that you experienced some good qualities from that dad. When I was in seventh grade, so I was about 12 years old, I had to do a science project, which was supposed to take the whole year. You know, it was assigned to us in like September, and it was due in March or something like that. And I came up with an idea, because I think that was required in September to come up with an idea. And somewhere in the middle of February, let's say the last Sunday of February, I stayed in bed a long time. At 10 o'clock, I had this kind of agonizing feeling like I really needed to start working on this science project. And then I went back to sleep. And then at 11 o'clock, again, I woke up. This is 11 in the morning. uh, I woke up again thinking I really need to work on this science project. And then probably about 11.45, I woke up in a cold sweat filled with distress. And there was only one thing to do. And I went downstairs, and I found my dad, and I told him, I have this science project that I should have started working on in September that's due this week. Help. And my dad, who probably could have picked me up and thrown me through a window or something like that, but instead he looked at me and he said, Okay, let's go down to the workshop. And he began to build a desalinator because that was my science project to remove salt from water through several methods and to test which one was the best one. And my dad canceled all of his plans. Maybe it was actually a Saturday and we spent the entire weekend building things, testing things. And my dad is not extremely gifted at all of that. He could do it, but it's not his forte. He was a nuclear engineer, not a, uh, a water or whatever, a mechanical engineer or something. He wasn't a carpenter. But he spent his time, and I remember him even entering into my distress at some point, feeling the pressure of this, and at one point looking at me and saying, you know, this isn't entirely fair. <laughs> as he struggled with my science project. And I was so grateful and I felt so loved. And at this point in my life, I didn't know God because my father didn't know God, wasn't raised in a religion, but really had the heart of the father in so many ways. And thank God our whole family has come to know him and uh, all of that has happened years later. But at that moment, my father was the face of the Heavenly Father and he taught me something about the heart of the Heavenly Father that even when I have failed through my own fault, he didn't punish me. He stepped into my mess and he began to work with me and bail me out. On another occasion, I was on my way to a soccer game. This is probably a couple of years later. My father was driving me to that soccer game And we were already running a little bit late, probably my fault. And as we were getting closer, we ran into a marathon. This is before the days of uh, Google Maps and GPSs and cars. And so we were stuck. There were cars in front of us and cars behind us. And it started to dawn on my father that we were not going to make it to the game on time. And I was a starting player. And my dad started to get more and more angry. And I started to melt somewhere between the seat and the door in the passenger seat of the car. And my dad finally got angry enough that he hit the roof of the car, actually left a dent in the roof of the car. He never directed that anger at me for one moment, but I was terrified of his anger. And it left a a scar that lasted for many years until actually I found the Unbound Ministry, had the chance to pray with, with Neil Lozano, it was a great help to me, to discover that in my father's success, when he modeled the heart of the father, I could discover the heart of the father. In my father's weakness as a human being, maybe even sinfulness, failure, I don't know what was happening in his heart and how much control there was or how much will there was in that, But in my father's failure, God the father was still there and he had grace for me to heal those wounds. And that's what we hear also in the readings today. In the failures of the shepherds, Jesus himself steps in because Jesus is himself the perfect embodiment of the father's love. What we find in the heart of Jesus is the heart of the father. What we find in the face of Jesus is the face of the Father and he wants so desperately to communicate that through us. He wants every father to be the face of the Father. He wants every mother to be able to model the heart of his mercy. He wants all of us to be able to reflect that to one another but he also knows that we will fail. He knows that our shepherds, bishops, priests, even popes, We'll be able to model some dimensions of the Father's love, and he empowers us to do that. He knows that we will also fail, and he's right there. He sees when we are like sheep without a shepherd, and he doesn't abandon us, but he steps in with his own grace, sometimes providing it through another person, sometimes providing it very directly to us in prayer. The Lord so desperately wants to show us his love. So as we celebrate these sacred mysteries, we bring before the Father, whom we have come to know in many and varied ways, through the hearts and faces of so many who have loved us. We come before the Father, whom we know, and we come before the Father also with those wounds, also with those places where we have felt orphaned, where we have felt abandoned, where we have felt misunderstood, neglected and even rejected, where we have felt punished, beaten, cast off, and we bring those wounds before the Father who wants to touch us even in the context of this Mass with his tender love, who wants to show us his loving face, who wants to draw close to us in these sacred mysteries.